This is FYF Sports, the base podcast, man. This is Lamont, and we are back with another podcast episode. And I feel like today we got a great episode for you guys. You know, as we always indicate, as we always talk about, we try to touch on topics from a very unique perspective. And then really touch and hint on topics that not a lot of sports shows are really getting at. Again, this is your daily commute show. I mean, the goal of this show is to, you know, to help you sit back, think, and digest some of this sports talk. You know, in some of your most peaceful moments, driving home from work, driving to work, on your break. And these are moments that, you know, if you really think about it, and I don't work a 95 job anymore, but when I think back on it, man, when whenever I was at work or whenever I was driving home from work or to work, those would actually be some of the most peaceful moments of the day. And that's what we're here for. We're here to kind of help you fill in those moments of silence with information that can kind of just take you away from the ilks of the day. That's what we're doing here at FYF Sports, your daily commute podcast we appreciate you guys for tuning in. We are a new show. We already have episode one out. If you haven't listened, make sure you check episode one out. I felt like we dropped a lot of gems in episode one, talking about the biggest disappointments of the NBA season in our, in that inaugural episode. Really, really good episode. We got a lot of positive feedback from the people in that particular episode. And so we appreciate everyone that's chimed in whether it's on Amazon, Spotify, anywhere you found our podcast. We appreciate you guys for downloading the episodes, taking the time to listen, and not just taking the time to listen, but to be able to give us feedback on a lot of these conversations, a lot of these conversations. So again, if you haven't done so already, don't hesitate to go follow us on YouTube. That is our primary platform. Um, We drop a lot of live streams. And a lot of podcast videos over there. So don't hesitate. Go look up FYF Sports Debates Podcast on YouTube. Give us a subscribe and a like over there as well. Um, But we are really wanting to focus on this audio format because this is one of the few platforms where we have the time to just kind of sit, think about unique topics, and then just kind of talk and discuss these things. Almost a discussion with ourselves. On topics that we've just been thinking about a lot here at FYF Sports. You know, some people, you know, a lot of people, and I know this is a new podcast, and I've answered this over on the YouTube platform already. But a lot of people ask, okay, why are there two faces? But we only hear one voice. Two faces on the logo, but only one voice. And, you know, that 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 is a quick story that I we can go ahead and tell you guys right now. Obviously, when we started FYF Sports Debates Podcast, there were two of us. Two hosts. One is actually one of my very good friends out in Indiana. And, you know, this was for the YouTube side of things. And, you know, I wanted to get prepped and prepared. I was really explaining to him the work and the time that it takes to put into put into putting a show like this together. And, and ultimately, after all the graphics and everything was made and complete, he 
you know, he kind of bailed on me and left me hanging. And, you know, to, to get all the graphics and, and, you know, get everything edited in and out to get that changed at the last minute was just too expensive. So we just left it as it was. So the logo is what it is. All right. He's still a good friend of mine. So I don't mind leaving him on there. Um, and, you know, that's why it's just me. So, you know, hopefully we can get guests on the show. That That's going to be another goal to bring guests in. So it's not just me talking. We can give other people in here to give insights. Also, like I said earlier, opening the panel up so that everybody can kind of chime in and give their thoughts on all these conversations that we're having right here. Um, but we'll go ahead and get into the meat and bones of the show today. The meat and bones of the show today and today's show topic is, is Major League Baseball, is baseball a dying sport or is it as strong as ever? I believe the sport of baseball is dying, right? Similar to our sentiments with the WNBA. I think the I think Major League Baseball has a flawed marketing perspective. And I think they're still pushing their products to the older generation of fans as opposed to trying to sell its best selling points to the younger generation of fans, which those are ultimately the fans that are going to make the product fruitful in the future. Right. When you pull it, we pulled up some some data on this. And the data that we pulled up on Major League Baseball says while viewership is up compared to the 2020 season, Major League Baseball has seen an average of a 12% fall when compared to 2021. So they're losing viewership with regards to just the television numbers. But then there was another statistic that really, really kind of struck a chord with me and really made me think. And it says that the average age of baseball fans is 57 years old. That's much older than any of the other major sports, with the NBA being the youngest at 37. And baseball's fans are getting older year by year. It says back in 2006, the average baseball fan, at least the average age, was 52. So it's getting older and older as we go. That can potentially be a problem in the next 20 years. You know, with, with, with Americans, mortality rate, let's say at between 75 and 80, baseball needs to come up with a much better marketing strategy that's going to engage its younger fan base if there is even a younger fan base out there for them to galvanize. And, and, and again, just like the WNBA, I, when is baseball going to recognize this and then begin to act on it? Right. Some say Americans national pastime is slowly and sadly fading from the limelight into the twilight of a fast-paced, multicultural, technology-driven society. And others contend that, you know, things like summer basketball, soccer, spring football, even extreme sports, and then when you can even 
go as far as esports with the gaming have all combined to mitigate baseball's influence. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine and he, he said he blames baseball's demise on just kind of the lifestyles brought forth by technology. He says more kids are sitting indoors at computers and playing video games. Um, and it just means less for these kids to go enroll for Little League baseball teams at city parks and rec- recreation. Right? He also talked about how there were people who have just kind of looked elsewhere for entertainment. Um, and he's from Baltimore. He's from Baltimore, where obviously you have the Baltimore Orioles. Um, and he just talks about, you know, when he works in those youth programs out there, he can see and sense the lack of interest in Major League Baseball. And that's a very huge change from how things were when he was growing up. All right. And he, he was telling me about a time back in 2013. And this is. You know, and this was before 2013, obviously. But you know, when we when when I personally, my my personal experience with baseball. Okay, I played in middle school, first baseman, solid player, very very solid player, big fan of the sport, even collected baseball cards. Me and my brother both played. My older brother was a pitcher. We both went on to play play the sport both in high school as well. Now. Obviously, in high school, this is when you really have to decide and pick a sport. We both chose basketball over baseball, and it wasn't necessarily because of interest. We were just better basketball players, but we both were humongous fans of baseball. And I always think back to the time during the steroid area. I remember specifically tuning in to TBS to watch players like Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire chase home run records, even Sammy Sosa. I remember tuning in to watch Roger Clemens pitch because you knew these players were going to show up and perform. These sports were, at that particular time, were getting marketed to the youth. As a youth, I'm seeing these commercials, I'm seeing these home run battles made me want to be a great home run hitter myself made me want to mimic these players. And then what happens? Then that entire era, right? This entire era then becomes scrutinized under one of the harshest microscopes that I've ever seen. When we talk about Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and a lot of other players that made that era of baseball exciting. They all became the steroid era figureheads, examples of what happens when your career is tainted with suspected or proven use of performance-enhancing drugs. Now, I don't want to get into the rights or the wrongs of the steroid use. Or if you believe a player did use it or didn't use it. I honestly don't care because I truly believe that there are a lot of players out there using things that are just simply undetectable. And it's too hard to keep track of who is actually using and who isn't using. I can kind of compare it to committing crimes. It's all about who gets caught. Right? But. 
now they've kind of put these players to the wayside because they want to use the MLB Hall of Fame as some type of exclusive club that you can only get into if a certain body of people vote you in. And this body of people have decided that if you are in any way, shape, or form connected to the steroid era, you're not going to get in. And I think this is where things went wrong for Major League Baseball. This is where things went wrong. They they now decided to punish the players that really rejuvenated and kicked another gear into baseball. They had me watching all the time, especially when Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire were chasing these major home run records. I'm tuning in. I'm watching Cubs baseball. I'm watching Giants baseball. I'm watching Cardinals. I'm watching all of these teams play that had it not been for those three players, I wouldn't have been watching baseball. Now, we did follow, you know, we we follow the stars. Similar to the NBA, NFL, as young kids follow the stars. Barry Bonds was a star. Mark McGuire was a star. Nolan Ryans, all the great pitchers of that era. I mean, just, just go back and... You could name the stars of baseball. I would say from 1990 into the 2000s, you can easily name the stars. Now that some of these other sports have crept into our world, baseball baseball to a certain degree has become, at least by the numbers and old person sport. I mean, you know, no disrespect to people that are 50 or above, but if your average age of your fan is 57 years old, well, well, that tells me right there, it's a sport that's only being watched by older people. The young, the younger crowd no longer cares. And why does the younger crowd no longer care? Similar to the WNBA, I believe that baseball has forgotten to promote its biggest stars. And they're promoting the game itself as if fans care about the game when fans truly only care about players. That's what drives these sports. When we look at the NBA, you got the Kevin Durant, the Steph Curry's, and LeBron James's. Without those names, no one's just walking around following the Cavs. Or the Warriors before they got Steph Curry. Nobody. I mean, you have your fanatical sports fans that will follow. But what drives these sports, as we talked about in the last show, are going to be the common fans. Major League Baseball is forgetting to market and promote their biggest assets. And right now, I would struggle to tell you guys the top three baseball players in Major League Baseball right now. And it's not because I don't care about the sport. I mean, I love looking at the highlights. When I see them go across the screen on ESPN, I love watching those highlights. I, I love re-watching them, you know. But the thing is, I don't know anybody. They're saying names. They're, t- they're saying this player's doing this. This young player's next up. This guy just got a big contract. But I don't know these names. A baseball player, the, the best baseball players in the game could be sitting in a bar right now, right next to me, and I would just think they're a group of average guys. I wouldn't know their faces. 
because Major League Baseball has completely reshaped how they market their players and what they're actually trying to sell to the people. Now, I know it's a tough economy with the pandemic, you know, but in all economic science point to growth in this game, right? the economic science point to growth. Right. And, and some people say that that's even more evident with the emergence of the large crop of talent that's starting to come into baseball um, from college or from overseas. But my question then would be, who is this talent? Even with even when we go to basketball, because we were big basketball fans over here. Obviously, you see the basketball on the logo. When we talk about young players coming into the game, whether they're whether they pan out to be Hall of Famers or not, we know the names. The names are sold to us before they even get to the league. Bronny James, LeBron James's son. We don't know what he's going to be when he gets to the league, but he's getting pushed on us. Imani Bates, extremely talented high schooler. That's he was at Memphis now transferring out. He's in a transfer portal. Highly touted Extremely talented freshman player. We knew about him before he got there because they're selling the players to us. When you look at Mikey Williams, the youngster, who's going to be in the college ranking soon, may potentially skip out on that and just go pro. But we know the names. The NBA and the NCAA has done a great job of selling to us men's basketball not because of the product itself, but because they have found very marketable names. They find the youngest players with the biggest social media followings. So let's look at LaMelo Ball. I mean, shoot, look at all of the Ball family. Those guys were sold to us before they even picked up an NBA jersey or basketball. The players are getting sold to us, not the teams. Baseball has went back into this flawed method of selling to us teams over players. And I think that's an easy fix. That's a very easy fix. And the unfortunate reality of this is that all of these issues that baseball is experiencing right now, all they have to do is go look back onto what made the steroid era of baseball great and try to find ways to mirror and replicate those marketing strategies because they were all for marketing the home run hitters when they were hitting the home runs. I don't believe that MLB was completely innocent and just, just did not know about steroid use at that time. I understand, I, I, you know, you can't get me to believe that. I, I, I feel like they de definitely knew, but when it came time for them to choose size, they simply went with what would save, what would save their face publicly, what would potentially save their rep reputation, and just played a card of uh, idiocracy. They don't know, they didn't know, and they'll punish it. They don't tolerate it. But that was a time frame where I saw players marketed like no other. Using media networks, using commercials, using 
the play that was on the field, obviously, the most exciting thing in baseball is home runs. The second would probably be the strikeouts. They were excellent at marketing those two things and connecting them directly with players. How does baseball find that? And how do they put new names, new names of new players coming into this league? How do they help us as common sports fans regain interest in those new young players that are coming in? And you're talking to somebody who, again, a baseball player, Middle school and high school. Obviously, I didn't play at the college level, but there is some interest there. How does MLB spark that interest? And not just me, but the millions of Americans out there that are just kind of left feeling empty as if, you know, as fans, because they're not giving us a very watchable product. They don't promote the names anymore. They're promoting this goody two-shoe look, shunning all of the great players from the steroid era. And now the game of baseball is dying. And that and that's the state of that's the state of where we're at. You know, there are definitely good sides on good good arguments on both sides of the spectrum on this. Um I mean, first is obviously gonna be the idea, you know, is baseball dying? Um, or is this particular theory dumbed? Up or drummed up, I should say, by individuals with agendas to promote their own sports. Those those are the two fair questions that we must ask. And if baseball is dying, um, as we first asserted, right, then what can baseball do to right the ship? What can they do to bring that the average fan age down from 57? It should not be increasing because if it continues to increase, increase the sport will die. How do they decrease that age gap and get baseball back where it should be? It's a, definitely a beautiful sport. Um, I know a lot of you guys listening probably played, and, and I know I can't be the only one with the same sentiment. So, again, this is something that we're going to be talking about on my podcast on YouTube. So, again, don't hesitate to follow us on YouTube. Um, hit the comments. Send us an email. Send us your thoughts on these things. All the information you need is going to be in the description of the video. It's so easy to find us. Instagram, Twitter, all of those places. Look to the description of wherever you're watching this from. You can always find us. Um, but again, we try to bring topics that make you think for 20 to 30 minutes. And you know what? It might not be the most popular opinion. We don't even profess to be a thousand percent right on everything we say, but these are just our gen most genuine thoughts on these topics. And I would simply hate to see a sport like baseball die out because its ownership groups and their marketing campaigns are just simply flawed and they're failed to admit it. But you guys, let me know what you think about this topic. Uh, we will be back with more and more episodes, you guys. More and more episodes. So make sure you lock us in wherever you're watching us at, whether it's Amazon Music, Spotify, you know, Audible, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you're watching us, make sure you lock us in. Make sure you continue to download the, the, the episodes and support the content because we are a growing platform. And I feel like this is the type of sports talk that needs to be had. Honest, unscripted, unbiased, not trying to take sides and just really open 
to try to figure out what's going on in this sports world in a new perspective. Hopefully, hopefully this did its job during your daily commute. Let us know what you think about the podcast on this particular episode. If you have any if you have any show ideas, please reach out to us and let us know. Hey, but this is Lamont with FYF Sports. We will be back with more sports and news. But until then, it's FYF Sports. And we're out. Head to head, you can't compete with me It's no debate, you too fake And it's too real with me What's the topic? I'll block it I keep that shield with me Ammo loaded, I'm cocking I got that steel with me What you talking is nonsense Blow off your conscience I'm a living sickness, Magic Johnson By that action, no Bronson I'm a King LeBron and the whole